You're listening to the Core Stories podcast. These are stories about lives that intersect with Jesus. I'm Emily, the Communications Director at Otter Creek Church. Today I spoke with Pedro Garcia about the distance he traveled, not only in miles from his home in Spain, but also in theology from atheism to Christianity. My name is Pedro Garcia. I come from a, I come from a, it's not a secular family because they all have beliefs, but they, their beliefs that it's that kind of uh, spread uh, about um, uh, because, for example, my father was a Catholic, then he was an evangelist, and now he's an uh, he believes, but he's he's kind of agnostic. Then in Spain, I'm from Spain. The background is very Catholic, which is. Uh, at least in Spain, people that say that they're Catholics, they're Catholics in a nom- nom- nominalistic way, which is they don't practice the, let's say, the truths. Let's let's say it that way. And then I have a brother that is a ufologist. That he he search searches for UFO and extraterrestrial life. That's not his job, but that's I'm just you know letting you guys know that my family is kind of rich in that sense, and also my uncle and my cousin are Jehovah Witnesses. So we are a family that, uh, by nature, we we actually like asking questions, and that that was kind of my background. I was Catholic. I, I grew up Catholic, and because of the questions that I that I asked, because I really care. Because of the question that I asked, I was kicked out of class. That doesn't say anything about Catholics, anything at all. That only says something about my situation. I don't want to generalize at all, but that happened to me. So because of that, I said, I was a child, I said, oh, well, this is Jesus. Oh, this is uh, God. Then I don't want, I don't want anything to do with any like this. And then I was, it was a period of uh, 20, I think 20 years in which I, you know, I was agnostic. I think I wouldn't call myself an atheist. It was hard because, I mean, I was happy. I was happy sometimes, but the problem is that at me, naturally, I, I have a tendency that by default, when I don't have anything in my mind, I, I think about the existence of the universe. Why am I here? That's a natural thing, thing in me. So, um, it's it's you 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 go to pretty dark places when you you don't don't have answers or when you actually ponder about the answers that the world is trying to is trying to you know uh, give for for those answers which are you know we don't know and actually we don't need to know those answers which is the first one is more uh, it's fair you know we don't know that's fair but saying that we don't need those answers because of the connotations that would entail, which is, for example, accepting that, that there is a creator, or, you know, that's very, that's unfair for, 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 for everyone, believers and non-believers. That happens in science a lot, you know, not with all scientists, but uh, many scientists bring this materialistic side perspective of the world, you know, and if there might, for example, there might be an answer, but we don't want to think about that answer because it, it entails that we were created or something like that. And that's very, you know, that's very unhealthy. So all of that brought me to these thoughts of there must be something, there must be something, but I don't know what it is, you know. I, I infer intelligence ev- everywhere, everywhere I look at, you know, but at the same time, 
I see people living their lives, they're free, you know, and the culture in Spain, uh, regressively, is just, you know, a person like me, 20, I'm 32 now, but when I was 20, 21, you know, you just, you work, you study, then on the weekends, you drink alcohol and try to have sex as much as you can. That's, you know, and you're cool if you do that. I haven't, I haven't been like that. Uh, I've tried that, that type of life. And it, it didn't feel well. It was it was like it was too dark. It was it was darkness. Some people can live that that life, and they they can just continue living that life. When I tried to live that life just for uh, for period, periods of weeks, because I couldn't handle it, I could, just couldn't handle it. That took me to dark places because I couldn't I couldn't imagine that my my whole existence was just boiled down. Uh, in, into a job and the way of feeling the moment, you know, because I actually realized that as human beings, we have abstract thoughts, which is we can go back into the past and we can live in the future because we were given a mind that's very powerful. If we live only uh, in the present and we're just getting pleasure from what we see all the time, you know, we, we're not just taking, we're taking for granted this given, which is the mind, you know. I knew all of that, but I, di- I, I, I didn't have any arguments to support this belief, you know. So it was really dark. And the saxophone, that was the worst part of it. I, I spent eight, nine hours a day playing the saxophone in order to come up with a new way to play it. Or original way, actually not new, but a, a, a way that would uh, define who I was. And I actually made it. And because of playing that way, I was in the finals in Spain, Spain's Got Talent, and the TV show, and I traveled a lot and all of that. But then all of a sudden, I realized that I was a slave of the saxophone. I idolized the saxophone. If the saxophone goes well, and I'm being recognized, I'm well. I'm happy. If not, I am the worst human being. So... All of that, you know, I realized that there was something that it, w- it was wrong. It was dark, you know. Uh, I needed to know that rational people would see the connotation of this statement, which is which entails that people that believe in Jesus are silly, stupid, you know. But that was the position I was I was at, you know. So I said, first of all, I need to realize that there are rational people that believe or that believes, and. I mean, that, that, this is all came from my ignorance. I don't have any problem to show it. We, we can start with history, with Isaac Newton, with Galileo, with Copernicus, with, I mean, we just can go with philosophers with today, uh, I, I don't know, John Lennox, which is the prof- ma- professor of mathematics in Cambridge University in Oxford, sorry. And I just saw, you know, all these people that were with PhDs and talking about Jesus Christ in a way that really surprised me. And so I said, okay, so there are people that <laughs> that are intelligent and they believe in Jesus Christ, you know. So that was the first step for me. It wasn't heart-related, not wisdom, only knowledge, which is very dangerous, by the way. Only knowledge. Um, and... Yeah, I'm a saxophone player, and then I was invited one time to play at the World Saxophone Congress in Scotland. And while playing there, because of the way I play saxophone, there was a, a teacher here at MTSU that saw me playing, and she invited me to come. And then I came to the States. 
um, I, I was I was uh, playing and uh, teaching for two two months and a half, and that's when I met uh, my wife here. She wasn't my wife by that time. <laughs> I met her, and because of who she was, I I decided that I wanted to get to give it give it a shot again to who Jesus was, and that changed my life completely. Something that really surprised me about my wife was that she was very innocent. She's also very patient and she's always smiling and she she forces herself not in a negative not in negative side side of the um the, ex- the expression but she in a positive positive way she forces herself to see the goodness in everyone and that's something that I have I haven't seen quite often to be honest with you <laughs> first I haven't seen that in myself and then I haven't seen I haven't seen it that uh, that often uh, outwardly you know so when I saw that that really surprised me and when I fell in love with her I actually fell in love with who she was, beyond how pretty she is and all that, the first thing that really struck me was how amazing she was. And it, it really surprised me also when she said, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ, that my first reaction was, oh, no, again, you know, I'm dealing with this. That I promise you, it was these kind of thoughts. I'm dealing with these kind of people again. But... Because of who she was, which is uh, which is very powerful, like talking about Jesus through actions, because I usually talk about him through words and knowledge, and that yeah that could help. That could help. I know that it helps, but through actions, that's more powerful. So, all of that, and now I get to share my life with a with a person like that, and that's amazing. My wife was there, was the foundation, which is. She's like this, and I want to be like that. That's something that I was able to recognize. I want to be like her. I don't want to be dark, and I want to be have depressions. I don't want to be controlled by the world around me. And after that, I also uh, saw that in history, historians, uh, even secular historians, acknowledge the existence of Jesus. He exists, so this is not a myth or anything, you know. Um, that was that was helpful. And then when I recognized that he exists, and something happened in history for this movement of the way. This, this was the way it was. There was um, uh, named. It wasn't Christianity at all. It was the way. Disciples of Jesus were talking about the way all this. Something happened for all of this to to emerge and to explode the way it did. You know, that was powerful as well. And there were, that there is evidence for the the, the body of Jesus uh, to not be found. There's evidence in history. All of that was you know, that was all knowledge. But I needed that because I, I'm I'm skeptic in my heart. I, I'm I'm actually skeptic today. I keep studying because I want answers, not because uh, any of my answers would actually um, taint my faith, but because I actually want to help others. So I want to be ready, you know. And after that, 
the last step was to say, I actually want to change who I am from the inside to the outside, not the other way around, which is my, I, I do this analogically, meaning mind is outside, heart is inside. So I, I said, I recognized, oh, let's actually change from the inside because that's going to permeate also my mind. Yeah, and it did. It happens actually in Otter Creek. It happens here. I think it was two years ago or something. I had these lows of how can can I be this good playing the saxophone and I don't have money. I have to do all the things that, the, you know, I deserve, you know. It happened at here in Alter Creek. I have had only one instance and a spiritual um, connection. Let's call it that way. And I don't want to use weak theology because it might not be just maybe the acknowledgement something powerful. I didn't hear a voice or anything like that. But it was, I was here at church and I wasn't listening to anyone because I was mad. Why, why, why? And I remember that I opened the Bible and this is random. It wasn't that no one was opening the Bible for me. You know, I don't believe in stuff like that. It was me opening the Bible. It randomly, op- I opened the Bible when people were... were were spitting at Jesus when he was carrying the cross. And it came to my mind and I said, so the the creator of the universe allows himself to be spat on by his own creation, and I'm here myself with these random events in history, which is the saxophone, that I'm just entertaining people, and all of a sudden I'm just, I want to be born. And look what he did. And I started crying. I couldn't stop crying. And that has never happened to me. And I started crying and I realized in that moment, I realized that I wanted to be his life because I was giving to, I was giving my life to the one that gave it to me. It made sense, you know? So it has been a process, you know, of, um, of growth. And I, since I, since I realized that I was giving my life to truth, I started realizing I want to share this. And that's what I started doing. And that's why I started studying mathematics as well, because mathematics is the, is the only science that delivers proof, not evidence, which is biology, physics. That's But uh, mathematics delivers tr- uh, proof, and that's very powerful. That's powerful. And it helps a lot when I engage with, with non-believers, you know, that... Um, they automatically, like me, they think that we are stupid, you know, because we believe in something beyond the material side of the world. I just need to be humble. So beyond all of that and this uh, understanding of uh, the system of beliefs from the from atheism, when they when they look at us, um, if if you do your homework just a little bit, you realize that you love is that part of your heart. <clears throat> yes, okay, so that, that's a reflection of what Jesus does, no matter what you say you are. Words are words, but actions are more important, you know. And it happens uh, as a mirror. I, I, I talk to Christians all the time, and they have like a horrible image of atheists or people that don't believe, which is the same as bad as it is, is the same as an atheist looking at a Christian. And, you know, like, for example, a Christian that doesn't have any answers about his or her belief, that's stupid, and it's not. 
it's kind of the same. Oh, you don't believe you shouldn't be here. You know, those. So I, I see myself, uh, I see myself in the future trying to help both understand each other. Of course, not coming from my wisdom or anything, but using Jesus because that's who he, he is, you know. He, he came here to say, we are all equal. I discovered my passion, which is God. My passion is not music anymore. My passion is God, Jesus Christ, and science. And I love it. I continue doing the things that I do, but this is the thing that I now love. So, Core Stories is a ministry of the Otter Creek Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. To find more stories, go to ottercreek.org slash stories and follow us on Instagram at Otter Creek Church.